0: What's going on, everybody? You've got the Cardboard Coaches here with your boy, Coach. Coach?
1: This is your friendly neighborhood, Cartel, who's hanging in there, getting pretty tired What with all the fighting and all the wrestling and all the wrestlemani
0: that's been going on. You used Spider-Man's... lying while wearing a batman shirt dude that's like a cardinal rule or something
1: no it's just kind of trying to whirl in the in the universe collecting
0: nerd universe there uh there's a lot happening in said universe this week i'm kind of really excited about today's show we can start off with uh Our boys, I mean, it's not really our boys, but Tops being bought. I think this is probably the biggest news that uh, we are going to have on the show. Tops was officially bought by an investment firm, if I'm not mistaken. It's an SPAC. So basically, it's a shell company that uh, just has a lot of money, buys stuff up, and uh, they're going to keep running exactly as they are doing with the primary focus of increasing production, providing multiple options for specific types of cards and NFTs, which we will be touching on.
1: Ops are not my boys, Mr. I know. Coach Co. I know. They never have been my boys or will they be my boys, but they are rich boys right now. Um, look, uh, every week. It's something's getting purchased. Something's getting invested in something's going public. Uh, the, the card business is out there and it is, uh, it's loud and proud. And, um, yeah, people have taken notice. The money is there. I mean, just imagine being like a tops executive sitting down at, you know, at, at a board meeting with a chart and the chart is this arrow going up, and you're just kind of like, uh, check it out, boys. And uh, with the NFT market, of course, if you're a company like Tops that's involved in sports marketing and, and sports licensing, then the, the sky is the limit. Now, Brendan, you are younger, more energetic, more vibrant, more abdominal than the cartel currently. Maybe there was one day a long time ago when that wasn't the case.
0: Once upon a time ago.
1: You're much more abdominal and, uh, and abominable and what are you, what's your take on the non-fungible token craze? Because the old man is confused. The old man feels like it's just a bunch of rich people getting richer, uh, big companies. Uh, there was a WrestleMania NFT that was offered. It's a picture of The Undertaker. He's looking at you. You're spending $1,000. Uh, talk a little bit about it, Brenda, because I'm sure you know bit more than I do. And of course as it relates to this tops. Yeah, for sure. Tops announcement, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So um as someone who has been in the crypto space, I would say for the last five months or so. Um, which and of course doesn't make me an expert by any means. But if you guys know how I run my research with cards is exactly how I run my research with anything that I take interest in, I go all in. And I get my feet wet and I get burnt, and then I learn from that, and then I grow from that, and then (laughs) I uh, figure it out the ropes, uh, you know, just doing my best. So, the NFT market is pretty interesting. Uh, It runs off of cryptocurrencies, specifically Ethereum. Uh, If those of you don't know, Ethereum is the number two with respect to the biggest cryptocurrency. And this cryptocurrency, unlike Bitcoin, um, you actually use it to create things, so you can create other blockchains. And without going into too much detail, it's uh, it's pretty important. Now, the reason why I even bring that up is because the only way that you can create these NFTs is through a minting process, including Ethereum. Now, the reason why this is relevant, uh, number one, is because as I just mentioned, cryptocurrency seems to be taking. Front and center when it comes to um, alternative investments, so they are crossing paths. We do have our cards in one corner, we've got NFTs in another, and as of last week, Ken Golden actually just announced that you can purchase physical sports cards at Golden Auctions using cryptocurrency. So, like they're, they're already starting to become blended. Now, with this tops, uh, it's not even a merger, but it's a you know a mild takeover. Um, where everything's going to be status quo, at least for now. Um, this is just another way for things, these two things to combine and with the primary focus of creating these NFTs. So what we have to go off of right now, um, we've got Top Shot in the NBA. Now, what that is, is it's like m- clips of players, um, you know, whether it be a dunk, a steal, a three-point shot, whatever the case may be. Um, and it, these are moments that you own, you know, they're, they're numbered moments. Um, you, you actually do own that moment. So, you know, if you be, want to,
1: could it be like drinking a Gatorade on the sidelines and then winking at the camera, could that be a top shot?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really cool actually. Yeah. But, uh, what I think they're going to do is start to create, and we've actually, there are some versions of these already with, with digital cards, but I think they're going to create digital moments for baseball so imagine if you know Randy had several pivotal moments in the World Series last year what if they created you know like a game-winning home run or for instance Randy Rosarena's 10th home run of the postseason this is a record that you know as of right now is the most home runs of all time in a postseason you know owning that would be pretty cool yeah, um my,
1: my understanding is the NHL is is looking into that as we speak and and they will be offering something similar to top shot.
0: Well imagine like you have like Bobby Orr's the you know like the, the, the flying sh- the shot where he's like literally off the ice. Um Lemieux dangled through the North Stars. Do you know what I mean? Like there are so many iconic moments that like if you just turn them into, I mean, they're not cards, they're NFTs, but like, it's like a digital card, for instance, if you turn them into, you know, number product, now they, they are scarce and, you know, they're a really cool piece of history.
1: So tops can essentially be creating an online set of moments and, and things like that. Whenever
0: that they choose to, to yeah.
1: Stashed away in a virtual portfolio, which makes sense. You've got, you know, your cryptocurrency that's stashed away and, and then you are, collecting in that realm rather than, you know, cold, hard cash uh, for cold, hard slabs. Right. So to speak.
0: Yeah. That's how do you you, you personally
1: have now, obviously, like, I I feel like they've already done studies here where there's obviously generations that are more open to this. Um, And as collectors and hobbyists, we are the most open to concepts like this, in my opinion. So, that part makes sense to me. We're, we're open to anything that involves collecting. Yep. Um, you know, people having some really, uh, stark realizations right now, how much of the hobbies involved with the elements of, uh, of gambling essentially, right. There, there, this, this concept of opening something, you don't know what's inside. Yeah. Um, for me, it's the entire hobby from, Going to, the, going to Walmart, you've got a 1 in 10 chance you're going to score your retail. You're going to open that. you got a 1 in 10 chance of getting a hit. Um, you know, uh, even on an auction, right? You're, you're, there's, there's an element of probability. Are you going to I win mean, that auction? I mean,
0: even if you buy a slab, you're betting on, you know, it increasing rather than decreasing, right? Yeah, like the that's,
1: thing is a play. It's yeah. a, the whole thing is a, you know, call it investing, call it gambling. But um, that is a big part of it. And, and I think even the chase itself, There's something to be said about the being able to tell your buddies I got the Undertaker NFT, uh, being in line and being lucky enough to spend whatever amount of money that you
0: have. As someone who has waited in line for Top Shot pack drops, I would say 10 times now, it's a lot of fun. Think about all the lines out there. It's a for
1: retail. People are in line to grade their cards with HGA. People are in line for for Top Shots. Uh, We're doing a lot of waiting. I think some people should consider uh, the cost of time, but um, at the end of the day, I, I I'm not I'm not going to bad mouth or um, be negative when it comes to NFTs because I know better as a collector who's seen it all. I, I know better. Um, I've seen all sorts of startups that have come and gone that involve uh, internet space and alternative collectibles. So I, I have a lot. I have a bit of more experience in having seen what can happen and what the potentials are and what, uh, the pitfalls potentially are. But, uh, you know, I have an open mind towards it, but Brendan, uh, you know, me, I, I believe this is at the moment, a case of wealthy people are getting wealthier, uh, companies that are already providing a product that's making a lot of money now have another Avenue. Um, you know, I see the names attached, you see the Logan Pauls, you see, uh, people are selling tweets, right?
0: So I'm okay. actually I'm actually going to like mention something that's even cooler and I'm sorry to cut you off. That's okay. But and it's, it's about NFTs. But Mark Cuban has actually gone on record saying that he his goal is to create all of his tickets as NFTs. So this that's, way, that's I mean, interesting. so that's they don't interesting. they don't get crumpled up, you know what I mean? Like they um, and not only that, but the benefit of the NFT as a company, like let's say I were to mint an NFT. Every time that thing gets sold, it directly is associated with me. So there's like a 10% or 20% or whatever the royalty fee is. Wow. So like scalpers essentially would be making significantly less money. And the original seller would be making money every time that changes hands, which is kind of cool.
1: It would change hands in the future as a collectible
0: as a collectible, as a, even if like before the, the game, let's say like I'm, am a scalper. I wait in line for this NFT, uh, ticket. I buy the ticket and I want to sell it to someone for, instead of I pay two twenty, I want to sell it for 500, you know, uh-huh. so, you know, um, Lucas Mavericks versus Steph Curry's golden state warriors on April 12th. Okay. Right. And, that original seller, AKA the Mavericks would make a percentage every time it changes hands. So it's good for business. You can keep track of exactly where it is because it's all on the blockchain. And with, with respect to the let's the uh, top shot, the athletes actually make a percentage again, every time it changes hands. So the NBA is making money every time those things are sold. The athletes are making money. the The uh, NBA Association, the NBA Players Association, so the PA is making money every time it changes hands. So, it's it's basically just making sure that the people who make stuff are are getting paid long after, like someone else profits off of it. Right. Do you know so what I mean?
1: That, that's that that's interesting. And it that's is so- pretty cool kind of an interesting avenue to go with it yeah um you know the and and again just getting uh, getting back to tops of course that's something that they're going to have an inside lead on given that they're already working with sports licenses um i i think it's it's something that probably has legs and is probably legit i'm i'm obviously i'm going to watch from the sidelines i think you might get a little bit more involved yeah but uh I'll, i'll tell you this with every step towards the involvement um, with the, the investing groups that are picking up these companies, um, and and this isn't a blanket statement. I know that with PSA there are people involved that actually are collectors, but when you see some of these conglomerates that involve celebrities and that sort of thing, you're getting further and further away from the hobby and the the kind of the elements that 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 we can relate to, which is to say. I think that you know, elements like customer service are going to get worse and worse if they're not already the worst as it is currently. Um, there is an importance to, I, I think I should put it out there to collectors that create content and that have been around and have knowledge. And there's a lot of them. We, you can tell pretty quickly when you're talking to someone or if you're looking at their Instagram, there's probably opportunities there to be the guy or the gal that can show up and lend that hobby knowledge and that hobby connection to a bunch of people who I think are ultimately going to be more disconnected. They're, they're more money people. um, They're technology people and the tech crossover is there, particularly for a younger generation. But like we talked about with Brian last week, you don't want to, uh, was it with Brian? Well, it was definitely with Rob G where we talked about the younger generation coming into the hobby. There still has to be safeguards to ensure that this is what it is, which is, Collecting of baseball cards and basketball cards and that sort of thing. I think. So, um, you look I like a point there.
0: Briefly, what you mentioned, and I heard this yesterday. Actually, I was I was listening to another podcast, and forgive me for you know not quoting the podcast because I can't remember who it was. It was a little snippet on my Instagram, but uh, the gentleman said that this is it's not a hobby anymore, um, and you know the more and more mergers and the more and more you know business uh, avenues that companies are taking, I mean, it's starting to not look very much like a hobby anymore. Well, especially cause if you, if you look at it, like a lot of people are, what, what are the primary reasons why some people are jumping in? Right. Like it's, it's the money. Like it's like, money. yeah, the, like people love sports, but it's, it's the money for the most part. And
1: have you noticed, do they really love the sports? A lot of these pages, there's all these colorful cards. There's all these, slabs and you can't talk sports with these people they don't really know what's going on i'll tell you this i'll I'll give the basketball market credit because these guys actually do love basketball they love that i think think these guys actually play basketball they watch basketball they've loved it for however long they've, they've been alive on this earth a lot of them are really young they don't have the memories i do of some of the the golden age but they're really into it. But some of these other, you know, some of the other sports and some of the other elements, these people aren't really into sports. You can't really talk sports with them. And that means you're missing a big chunk of the basis in terms of how to invest. Now, if you're someone like these these investment groups that only focus on Kobe, LeBron, and Jordan, you're kind of good to go because you, yeah, have such you a, can't
0: lose, you, you know, have such a
1: narrow focus. Yeah. And if you really want to learn about them, there's plenty of books and you can and you just, just these three guys are learning about, yeah. you're not learning about the history of the hobby. You're not learning about sets to collect. Um, You're not learning about any sort of other patterns or or investing in other players. You're just really solely focused on those big three.
0: And it's very cold. Well, I mean, it comes back to what you said about like, it's, I mean, rich people getting richer, like, especially at the top, right? Like, I mean, how many people have, and I mean, like you can, you can trade your way there and you can make creative decisions and you can be ahead of things and just kind of fall into the top. Do you know what I mean? But for the vast majority of people, it's like you buy, if you buy these cards, they will inherently just appreciate, you know what I mean? Like, right. even though the Jordan's not at 700 anymore, like one day, it's probably going to be at a million, like chances are, do you know what I mean? Like, or it's, it's,
1: it'll, it's a solid long-term, a lot of people got in much lower, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it, you're right in terms of it in terms of the hobby i think we're actually also headed towards some sort of innovation or change when it comes to the way retail's handled because it's just not sustainable they
0: can't handle it these. have you have you seen the pokemon cereal boxes no so because pokemon for their 25th anniversary we're supposed
1: to be getting those in canada pretty soon aren't we
0: so they, they they've been putting cards in cereal boxes like cinnamon toast crunch and all all those oh, there's yeah. like and so people are just ripping the boxes open and going well, for the that's just bad human behavior. And that's and not surprising. So now the store needs to like uh, security tag boxes of cereal because yeah, people so. are, are just, they're going nuts.
1: I'm sure these companies are getting sick of it. I'm sure employees are getting sick of it. I don't think it's sustainable having these lines outside the store. I mean, especially if, you know, I keep saying after the lockdown, but I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if I have that that, that long-term course, view of Foresight, yeah, right. yeah. But, um, you know, th- there's gonna be some innovations there. I think about how cards are distributed. Tops is probably gonna be leading the way if they've got these investors that have their eyes on NFTs and tech, there's probably something that's gonna happen there. Uh, as a kid, you're, you're, you're not getting, you're, the, the hobby shop prices are too high. You're not getting retail because people are lining up at 7 a.m.
0: Well, the thing um, is, if people keep screwing around with Target and Walmart, they're just gonna stop carrying them. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like,
1: and it's just a terrible time in general with the lockdowns and stuff. There's no shows, there's no communities, uh, other than the online communities, um, which are there, uh, which give rise to a lot of toxicity as well. Uh, it's, 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 you know, young kids are always going at it with one another. Um, there's, you know, all these tales of scams and fraud with breaks Uh, that produces a bit of toxicity, puts a lot of people off. You you ever see these posts when you wake up, Brendan, where people are just like, I've had enough. Yeah, yeah. I'm selling selling my my
0: whole collection.
1: I'm selling my whole collection. I mean, you know, a lot of that is just kind of reactionary, but it tells a tale of frustration and that doesn't help anyone. No. Um, And I think it's, it's, it's like, again, the average person who's living in that market of cards being $20, $50, $100, um, that's where all the problems are happening. People that are in the higher echelon, there's no problem moving these cards. You can send it off to golden auctions. You can find private buyers. Uh, you know, buyers l- uh, uh, like Rob G are going to have people with, feeling uh, putting out feelers and reaching out to people with the big cards. So that's not as much of a concern. But the hobby is that midline. And that's where, that's where the problems are arising. Now, speaking of another company, uh panini which so many people were so excited picked up the ufc license couldn't have been better timing with magano becoming the champion with the potential jones and gano fight um, there are a lot of big fights coming up mcgregor poirier three but uh the one thing i didn't really stop and think about was what were the implications price wise and now we have these pre-sells of, of the of the ufc prism at thousand dollars u.s you ever see tops Chrome pre-sale at a thousand dollars? No, th- this is, this is panini uh, taking full
0: advantage. Dude, I've never, even in the have, days when, when I tops, have in soccer now I have, and like, I don't want to take steal your UFC thunder, but yeah, no, but it's the same tops Chrome pre-sale officially at eight fifty U S okay. and it like it's, it, it's in a month. And I'm yeah, like, okay, what go. is happening? Reacting to the market. Um,
1: with panini and and and, and uh, ufc it's it's just I, I you know i've collected ufc cards when they first were coming out around 2009 and their flagship the knockout brand which is like the national treasures i mean that stuff was coming out at three four hundred bucks and back then we were like wow and a thousand u.s for the first set of prism i don't even think there's going to be a lot of rookie cards quote unquote but um i'm sure it'll do fine and i'm sure breakers will do fine with it but I I've uh, talked to a lot of disappointed UFC fans who were like excited to see new cards and prism cards. And then that excitement turned into disappointment pretty quickly when they saw the pricing. And um, that's, that's just kind of how it's going. Meanwhile, you got upper deck with their quality control issues. I don't know what's going on. They're like the, you know, that three headed dragon where there's like two of them are powerful and one of them is kind of like cockeyed and, tongue sticking out yeah i feel like that's upper deck at the moment i don't know what they're doing but um yeah man uh it's it's rough
0: out there i uh if you want to see something outrageous just wait and see what the 2022 world cup prism go for i think it's I gonna believe,
1: be man the, the, with the big auction sales and soccer i think, think as it's gonna be big tournaments it
0: makes you sense i think, think it's, it's cool. gonna be fucking crazy
1: and I tell you, you, you've made the right moves when it comes to that sort of stuff because when your slabs start coming back, you're going uh, to be the soccer kingpin. We'll seems. see,
0: we'll see, man. Depends on the grade.
1: Now, speaking of grading, that's a nice little segue there. Uh, what are people doing? What do, you, what do you find people are doing? I feel like it's a holding pattern. There's a lot of discussion. We're talking about slabs a lot. Um, we're making fun of, uh, you know, the occasional meme slab. Uh, But what are we really doing? And I think people are holding. Would you say that that's what's going on? People are holding and waiting patiently.
0: I know that uh, I am for sure. I think I'm, uh, I just want more information before I make any, any decisions. I especially, and like you and I were talking and I was going to make a play for SGC, dude. I was, I had it. The thing is I have an order still open with like, I had five cards and I was just slowly adding them in. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it for my soccer cards coming and going into the Euro, just so they're slabbed and not raw. And, um, you know, SGC is, it's, it's been around for a while, you know, it's but regarded the prices and uh, it was 25 bucks. And then all of a sudden they got to 75. And I was like, you know what? No, I can't. I can't, I can't guarantee. Looking. I haven't seen enough SGC modern cards sell high enough to justify that $75 price. But not only did you see that $75 price, but you're also seeing the resale values.
1: By the way, this is my first new age SVC. It's a, it's a, I was Bieber. literally going to say, I was going to say Justin, Shane Bieber, rainbow foil. Um, I bought this for a few reasons. One of them was to look at it. I wanted to see what a 9.5 mint plus looked like. Uh, it's pretty nice to me. It looks it looks like a PSA 9 with the potential for BGS 9.5. There's just a bit of an extra cut on one of the lower edges. So that's fine. But did you see the post where a guy uh, very easily took this thing apart? I have seen it. And, and that's concerning. Yeah. And I actually may try to do that with this slab. I'm not going to do it right now it? live on the air. But I'm looking at it, and I can see that that's not that hard to get into. That divot?
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, I think that would pop open if I shoved a screwdriver in there, maybe we should do this live next time. I don't know, I mean, but, um, that would be scandalous. That, that's a, that's a big concern, man. Um, yeah. I, I, I want to shove a, I, I want to shove, uh, I want to shove a, a screwdriver. in there. <laughs> the, the, the gap is big, man. I'm, I'm being serious.
0: Uh, I've I mean, seen people pop it off relatively easily and like the, the case stays intact and that's the worst part. If the, if the case broke apart, then it'd be well,
1: different. It means, it means you can shove something else. in, And, that, the,
0: that, and that's, and that's what we're getting at. And that's where we're getting at. getting at the fact that like you theoretically could swap for something else,
1: but we are not here to, you know, obviously uh, shit talk SGC. No, 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 things. no. Um, by the way, there's such a, are such an old company. They used to be, uh, they used to be like the top vintage. You told
0: company. me the tuxedo.
1: But again, back then they didn't call it the tuxedo. They just, it was, it was just known as a very venerable, respected vintage grading company. And you saw a lot of vintage cards there. The scale was one to a hundred. You were looking to get a 98 was considered gem mint and 100, uh, I think was called pristine at that time.
0: How much was it? What's that? The one, what the Shane Beaver uh rainbow
1: well that's that's 9.5 that's the first new- i know, i'm
0: just saying how much was it in dollars
1: oh probably around 30 bucks 30 40 bucks really i bought it in the off season yeah my goal i i, I kept missing auctions for psa 10s that were running around 150 so i'm like why not grab this for 30 40 bucks but again the, the market on sgc it's it's just not there um i'm not i'm not having any issues with the way they grade i might have an issue with the case if it's true but um, but the issue is it's
0: just not there, it's, and that's my problem too. Is that like it's just, it just it's they they look okay to me, you know? Yeah. I, I personally I think they look way better than the the CG the CSG the, the label. Yeah, a lot of people
1: seem to have problems with the CSG.
0: Again, I would and, just and say the label.
1: yeah. I mean, they look like the comics labs in a way. They're reminiscent of the comics labs. They're they're a company with history. I'm hearing their grading is good. Um, I, I didn't get a follow-up on what was going on with all the vintage cards and stuff. More HGA slab problems with the labels. I'm yeah, saying uh, you can't spell Michael Jordan.
0: Uh, I'm just happy. Mine came back pretty good, to be honest. So I'm like, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. But, but again, I mean, even I'm having trouble moving some pretty high-profile players in yes. HGA slabs, And it ultimately, it comes down to like, I mean, I could keep this thing forever. And yeah. I mean, like, I have no problem doing so, considering, like, I do really like these players. Um, and I do think eventually, I mean, HGA will, will get the respect it deserves um, as long as they do all the right things. And worse comes to worst, you crack it. But yeah. um, it just you're not going to get value with any other company than, than PSA. So going back to your question, what are, what are people doing? I think you just got to stay pat. I think you got to wait.
1: The holding pattern. A lot of people are also talking about, you know, what's what is about to inundate the hobby in terms of all the the I call it the 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 slab wave, the the slab tsunami, the uh, slab avalanche. I I keep telling people to just have a kind of uh, level head about it because again, so many of these slabs are being sent in by new collectors. I I do have theories that people just have not put in the time and effort. So it's not like we're going to get flooded with PSA 10s. of cards. No, I see a lot of eights. I see a lot of. Yeah, they're coming out of people's closets, particularly when we're talking 80s and 90s cards. They've been sitting around banging around incorrectly stored or in pages or not even in a sleeve. And it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be flooded as far as base stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you're just, Non-stop pulling you know brand new chrome stuff out of packs or brand new prism stuff likely those will really increase the populations they will um i still think that there's always a, a space for those 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 base kind of iconic modern cards because people want them and yeah. they want them for a variety of reasons they don't they don't want, they don't just want them to invest and flip um they want to put them on display they want to put them away there's, there's always going to be that guy out there who thinks that stashing 50 Zion based prisms is going to be a good idea. And what he's going to do
0: that. Well, I it's mean, be if we talk about like even like back when I first started, I instead of grabbing a PSA 10 Matthews because I was like, this card is like everybody has a PSA 10 Matthews. And at the time they were like 450 bucks, So I regret not getting one. But um, sure. I know, but uh, like at one point. I know. I ended up grabbing a uh, an exquisite out of 199. So I was like, dude, this thing is way more rare. Like, um, L- logically, but it, I mean, it is way more rare. It's, it's numbered to 199. It's a rookie. The, the exquisite is. Yes. pack is more expensive than the yeah, young. That you know what I mean. So I mean, you in know, my pack. head, I was like, oh man, this this should be way way better. And to be completely honest, I think if we look back on it in 20 years, I think it will be more valuable. Um, Might be right. but again, it, I just like, if you look at what an exquisite goes for, and if you look at what a, a, a young guns, PSA 10, it's not even in the same household, you know, like they're not even I tell you this about young guns though, uh,
1: as an apologist and supporter of young guns, um, again, like, I, and I have this conversation a lot with people that are in other sports that ask about it. It's not the same thing as getting a base prism rookie. The young guns are, are one in four packs you're going to get a, a sequence of six in every hobby box and there's 50%. So if you start to think about the potential, if you're having a bad luck, bad run of luck and, and hobby boxes are coming in these days at one fifty dollars to $200. Just imagine what you could potentially be spending. If you're chasing a cap or you're chasing a friend. Um,
0: yeah. You can rip six boxes up, and still and in your card.
1: The, yeah. That's the, that's the thing about what yeah. we have to remember with hockey. Uh, yeah. Just in particular, because it, I think that's fairly unique as far as base cards go. There's no tops base like you'll get a, a rookie one in four packs. No, you're yeah. actually gonna get like six or seven rookies in a pack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you might not get a Cunha or or uh, whoever it is you're chasing. But speaking of Cunha,
0: but like, but if baseball, if you rip a 2018 box, I mean, the chances are you'll probably get an Acuna in the box. Right. Yes, you know exactly. I mean? Whereas yeah, if yeah.
1: you're cracking a 1617, there's no guarantee you're getting. No,
0: no, man. You're paying $700 so, for a chance to maybe get a Matthews.
1: Well, I remember, you know, I, I knew a lot of people buying cases, uh, 15, 16. Everyone was excited about that with McDavid. And yeah. I'm, I'm fairly sure don't quote me on it, but there was, there was one group of guys. I remember they, they were only able to get one McDavid in the case. And it's just like, pff. so you just, at the time, even though if you, if you gemmed it, it's probably great at this point. But at the time you just probably spent one, two K you got one, one yeah. raw one, which don't forget when they first popped out, they were 150, 200. Yeah. So that's rough. Yeah. Um, hockey is unique in that way. And upper deck is unique in that way in terms of the way that they present the rookies, uh, I would agree but with yeah, you. just getting back to what I mentioned with Acuna, the big three, we can kind of take a look right now and see where they're at. I know this is a very sudden jump to baseball, but baseball no, no. Going- I
0: mean, well, we talked about Acuna and pulling it out of a box. But, yep. uh, Fernando Tatis on the IR or sorry, IL, IR. my apologies and I'm, I'm, I'm jumping sports.
1: Well, thankfully not, not looking at surgery at the moment, but anytime a shoulder is involved, not only, and by the way, I mean, uh, Austin Matthews collectors know all about this. We had our scare with, with Matthews. He, he does have a surgically repaired, wrist. I believe he's got some stuff in there. They've put stuff in there. And, and I and think he, it's affecting you think his ability
0: to be honest. What's that? So I think it might be one of the issues with his wrist as well, if if I'm not mistaken. So if you think about
1: mobility and athleticism and your shoulder, my goodness, Um, it's not his throwing arm. Uh, And again, you just, every time you start hearing all these terms, like a labral tear or all these things, that's not good. Um, He got
0: injured in the, in the preseason, his shoulder, they they took him out of a game for a shoulder strain as well. So that should have been a precursor or uh, it should have been a, but we'll see. But uh, so,
1: unfortunately, we're, we're, you know, we're on a holding pattern with Fernando.
0: Uh, so have you, seen, have you seen how low his PSA 10s are going for right now?
1: No, I have not looked at the market reaction yet. I saw that there was a big sale. It's worth of, a shot. Of, of, of one Two, of his more
0: limited ones. 240, 250 right now? Not what for his chrome, for his base.
1: So that's, I mean, that's not bad. I mean, are you saying I mean, that they,
0: they were up to like 380.
1: For a base Series 2, well, pro- I wouldn't be shocked if that's where they were at just as the season was beginning. You might be right. Um, I'm looking it up as we speak. But, yeah, I see that they're – again, even though they're back down to around two I'm, – I'm looking at one that just sold for 240. Mm-hmm. Um, Acuna was going for less than that into the first week of the season. Yeah, I know. Um, now, what is Acuna going for at this point? Now, he is playing his ass off. Um, I think he's batting like 360.
0: I think bad up is uh, like two twenty.
1: Right. So that's even, so that's still below a Tatis while he's in his holding pattern. I mean, I I think Acuna is a buy all day. I know you love,
0: you absolutely love him.
1: I'm getting a lot of requests for, for his stuff. People are chasing the refractors uh, which are hitting new highs. Um, It looks to me like someone just spent a ridiculous amount of money on his holiday. Um, How much was it? Uh, actually, I can't tell. It was, it was a best offer, but it was 100 or best offer. Um, but that's a card that traditionally was selling for 40 50 bucks. 50 I'm Mike, if
0: eight. you tell me that thing is sold for a decent amount of money, I will quit this podcast right the second and go list two of them.
1: Hey, listen, when it comes to uh, – uh, if a player gets as hot as Acuna has been, uh, people, people will check out the holiday for sure. But nonetheless, I think there's space on, on his stuff. He's playing incredibly well. Uh, people are going to start looking around for what the best plays are for Acuna. Soto finally played well, as you just informed me. Yeah, he hit
0: two time. homers last night. They lost five, uh, nine five, but he He's had two
1: by WrestleMania last yeah. night. But he, he has had a slow start. Um, you know, this is a game where it's not only you know asking yourself, do I need to sell the guys that are off to the hot start, but what do you do about these guys that you've invested in? Um, there are some big names right there batting about 150 right now.
0: Bell- Belly is still slow in.
1: He's on the uh, the IR as well, is he not? He's is not, he? He has not played the last few games. Uh, he has something going on, either wrist or...
0: Uh, well, last year was his shoulder, I think.
1: A, a calf injury. Right now? He's on the 10-day with a calf injury. And
0: that that sucks because, yep. I mean, this is like now two seasons. I mean, obviously, this is very early, but like...
1: Yeah, he's uh, becoming a bit Aaron
0: Judgy. Or Giancarlo Stanton?y Yes. Like, if Stanton was healthy, that guy could have had, you know, some home run totals that no one could think of.
1: Well, when you look at Bellinger's first three years and and you extrapolate a healthy career, I mean, huge numbers. Absolutely huge Hall of Fame-worthy numbers, and now he's running into these bumps in the road like a lot of people are. Yeah. uh, Like a lot of players are. Um, Gastrointestinal problems for players have been popping up. Uh, Lewis arrays and did you hear about Lewis Guriel Jr. on the Jays no. placed on the IR with uh, with a- a- after effects of the COVID vaccine? Really? Uh, I have said that maybe our maybe our podcast is going to get tagged or something, but he has been placed on the uh, on the uh, on the uh, on the injured reserve with uh, side effects from getting the vaccine.
0: I'd be curious to find out what it was.
1: But here's the thing it's to be expected and they talk about it. So
0: well, you know, I mean, like you, 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 you get marginally them? sick afterwards. Like sometimes not everybody, some people get, they, they're kind of knocked down for a day or two afterwards. But it's, it's, um, it's
1: described as uh, side effects from uh, the COVID vaccine. Very interesting. Um, uh, apparently Hernandez and Baruki uh, had similar issues. Mm. So that may be something we hear more and more about because I'm assuming they they are vaccinating the players as we speak. Yeah. Right? yeah. So we may be hearing more and more about that. Uh, I know that at a local clinic, uh, I was I was um, uh, I was uh, passing by, I saw that they were making sure that after people got the shot, they stuck around for 15, 20 minutes. Fifteen minutes, minutes Yeah because you never know i mean you're, you're, you're putting something in your body this 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 counts for all vaccines and
0: everything medications Any, right anything There's- yeah 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 even yeah. medication you know like you shouldn't like take medication on you know it's going to happen
1: correct so uh, so that's a thing that's a thing that's happening um, just
0: just more and more uniqueness in the hobby in sports you know what i mean now let's um, talk about we guys see guys are- like joe musgrove have a no hitter and his cards just explode. Yeah, man, I've, got pe-
1: I've got people out there with the audacity to tell me that they, they predicted this for Joe Musgrove. And it's like, you know what? There are some things that you can claim that are so ridiculous that yeah. you're literally going to have me turn around and, and walk the other way.
0: I mean, I think he, I knew that he was going to have a, a better season than he did with the pirates. Obviously the guy's playing in his hometown the Pirates are awful and have been awful for like four years. Right. Um, he's, he, he, pitchers typically get better as they age. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's all the makings were there, but not for a no hitter. The guy would have had a perfect game if he didn't hit a batter. Right. And that's the, the only Padres no-no in, in the franchise's <laughs> history. So if anyone says that they predicted it's- that ask them what the lottery t- the lottery numbers are going to be for this week. So <laughs> and it's great for baseball. It's an awesome
1: thing for baseball. No-nos are great. Um, you know, and and speaking of that sort of thing, we know that is it what is it? Yermon Mercedes. Yerman Mercedes. Okay? Again, if you're telling people to buy Yermon Mercedes right now, you know, screw you. If you're paying this person, stop paying them. That's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, The guy has, I believe, one card out there on the market from 2021. One card, it's a a, subset. Now, if you ever see the way these autograph subsets perform later on,
0: like 2020 future stars, even Bo Bichette, like these are these are stars. The Silver Pack Auto doesn't do anything. These are stickered
1: insert cards. Now, Silver Pack Auto, I don't know about. I'm talking about insert subsets. Was it an insert? I thought it was a Silver Pack Auto. Well well, silver pack auto bichettes are fine. I'm talking no, no, no. The 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 Mercedes is an insert set, kind of like last year's future uh, they were called baseball stars. They were stickered. Yes, you might be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And this year I I don't know what it's called, but regardless of what it's called, those insert sets do not perform down the line. They just don't. Because Mercedes is gonna have actual like actual autograph rookie cards. He's gonna have the silver pack autos. He's going to have all sorts of stuff and no one's going to want those insert autographs other, other than hardcore collectors. So that's number one. Number two, we, we, we're, we're we're reacting to what the guy is doing in the moment. Um, No one was talking about this guy. No one. Don't tell me that you were talking. 20 X
0: like, come on, man.
1: Again, right. get your two hundred bucks for that card if that's what you want to do. I highly recommend you sell if you own it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you own it, you gotta sell that thing
1: for the reasons I just outlined. Yeah. And these investment groups, got just get out of my face. I'm gonna I'm gonna call people out. I'm going to get Markleberry on their ass if you know what I'm saying. But these these these
0: these groups, I just don't know how you suggest a card that is up twenty times as a buy. It's like everybody knows you don't buy on the way up, you know, you buy the dip,
1: terrible thing to do to someone,
0: you buy the dip.
1: uh, And then to claim buy the dip is a thing, right? It was it? victory investments who, uh, who uh, coined the phrase. Um, But again, just beyond buying the dip and the basics. um, And again, if someone thinks that that's an awesome play and you want to accumulate six of those cards, go for it. But if you're telling people to do it, and you run a subscription service and you're making money off of that kind of advice. That that's, that's shameful. And, and, and they, they actually liked my comment today because they called it the flip, the flip of the flip of the week or something they called it. or No,
0: and no I, they it, I, I said,
1: I can't wait for it to be like the, the dip of the week, but um, I don't know. I, I Maybe I need to go back and read what the hell they were talking about. Maybe, maybe they were, maybe they were just saying, sell it. But from what I understand, they were, I don't know. I, I, I maybe need to, to, to reread. I mean,
0: regardless, if if, if you're listening to anybody card, who's telling you to buy something that is up twenty times in a week, yeah, let's 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 take a step back and figure out where this is coming from. The you only, know, let's
1: the do only our research. Discussion that there needs to be is that it went up. Here's the okay. chart. Make your own conclusions. Uh, that's what I did with my low tech look back in the day. I'm just giving you the info, and then maybe I'll give you a little you know, I think it'll still still be going up or it'll dip down. Um, you know, you share information about a card. You're not giving the advice, no. so to speak. Um, again, I don't know why I didn't start a newsletter a year ago telling people to buy Michael Jordan cards. You know, it's, don't tell me that the sun's coming up. Uh, <laughs> don't tell me that you told people to buy Otani. Like, get, get, get out of there with that stuff too with Otani. People were making personal decisions about that. Either you think something's going to happen there, or you think he's going to keep getting injured and it's still problematic. And he it's up could to you. He still don't, don't get sit here and tell injured,
0: get though. He plays two positions. He could still very well get hurt. That's correct. All right. Enough about baseball. Let's talk a little bit about hockey. So our boys, Toronto Maple Leafs, won six straight. Austin Matthews is on fire. He's got, what, 31 goals now, I think. 31 goals. Uh, Jack 30 Campbell. Billion,
1: billion, billion.
0: Jack Campbell has won 11 straight. Is an NHL record, by the way, if you didn't know.
1: Not, not unheard of in hockey, these goaltending streaks. Bennington single-handedly turned the Blues around. Couple seasons ago, Michael Hutchinson went on a pretty insane streak for the Jets. It's not unheard of, but this is like next level. Um, Campbell is is killing
0: it. I've seen his um, cards go. From, I've seen his cards go from eleven dollars in January to the most recent sale was one twenty. Pretty surreal. God stuff.
1: bless people. God bless. God bless people buying in at that point. But um, I at least waited for Binnington uh, to get into the playoffs. Uh, with that run that he was having. And even then it was still fairly cheap back in the day. Um, Connor McDavid is doing an Connor McDavid type of things. Austin Matthews is doing Austin Matthews types of things. And these are great for hockey. As we've, as we've mentioned before, essential to the hobby, um, to the sport of hockey. That's excellent. That just helps
0: everything. I think um, Mitch Marner is still undervalued.
1: Marner might be one of the best plays. At this point, I think he's, he's still seems undervalued to be, Seems to be more complete. Um, particularly if the Leafs can do something. I mean, if the Leafs can do something in the playoffs, start looking at Zach Hyman, start looking at Willie Nylander, start looking at some of those supporting casts because Marner and Matthews will blast off into the stratosphere, but that's a big if right. Getting past the first round is a big if, um, you know, the, the, the modern market remains strong. I'm still not seeing it trickle down. Uh, to other markets specificity 1990s inserts um, and certain sets are actually absolutely on fire um i have a viewpoint into it uh, in one of the discussion groups i'm in on instagram so i get to see the discussion of some of these sales you find out a kirk mclean insert is super rare in a 90s set that is a very healthy strong market very robust with very very specific player collectors and set collectors but I'm surprised by what we're seeing with uh, the, the, the 80s market. Uh, I mean, I've
0: seen, I've seen Hasek BSA 10s continue to increase. Yeah. Like They've been pretty steady, to be honest.
1: I was under the impression, well, that's the thing. I think they're steady. I think they kind of flatline the Jaggers, the, the Haseks, uh, Solani, etc. But uh, going further back, I, I'm just not seeing what I would have expected to see from some of the, the 80s, 90s legends, you know, guys like Brett Hull. Uh, and and again, that, that was all set off with Patrick Juan and Mario Lemieux, but it just didn't really seem to spread out the way that I thought it would, and I think it still might. Um, but the modern market is looking healthy. People are, are looking at which which young guns might be the next to blow up. We saw big. I saw big price increases on uh, Martin uh, Neckish, yep. uh, Thatcher Demko. Uh, the Miko Rantanen's quite healthy right now. Just yeah. on, just just in terms of raw card prices. Yeah. And uh, more people asking about them and chasing those cards.
0: Huberto's Huber up there too now.
1: Yep. Yeah. I've, I've talked, talked a lot about Justin Huberto. Uh, Huber. um, and, uh, and, uh, and all these other uh, all, uh, Panthers and Canes have huge fan bases and are playing really well. I've, I'm seeing big sales myself on, on Vincent Trocheck stuff that's been sitting around. It's a guy that applies to both Panthers and yeah. Canes. But uh, Yeah, uh, it's all about right now sort of prepping yourself for what comes in the playoffs. Um, We saw what's happened, Dominic Kubalik's performance in the playoffs, triple quadrupled his cards. So I think a lot of people are kind of taking a look at which teams uh, are are kind of entering the playoffs in advantageous positions that you might want to put some money into. Obviously, there's the Lightning. I love some of the auxiliary players on the Lightning. If you, if you don't want to put money into already expensive cards from Vasilevsky, Kucherov, and Stamkos, you have a lot of really good options. Oh, yeah.
0: Always. So, absolutely.
1: Uh, Brendan, how about a tale from the web? How do you feel about that?
0: I uh, Yeah, well, I can't wait to hear. You were briefly mentioning to me, so let me tell you something. You must let the rest of our viewers know Specifically, we're going to call
1: this new segment of our show eBay bloopers. Let's
0: All do right? it.
1: So today's eBay blooper involves the cartel canceling an
0: auction. Can you believe it? I honestly, I, 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 it. Thought that, I thought that was one of the cardinal rules.
1: I committed to an auction and I canceled it. Now, if I just left it at that and posted it up on Instagram, you'd see like a whole, you see people threatening my life. Yeah. How dare you?
0: You're one of those
1: guys. One of those. Now, in this case, it was fully justified. Ladies and gentlemen, it was 3 a.m. Now, we talked a couple weeks ago about investing with intention and without intention. This would be an example of investing without intention, where you're up at 3 a.m., you have a thought in your head the day before the season starts, and you want to buy a baseball card. And you happen to search and find out that there are two available. One is slightly cheaper in terms of it's buy now price and it has a best offer. So you're going to toss in a best offer. Now nothing good is happening at 3am Brendan ever. Now you wouldn't know you're fast asleep. Fast. Nothing good is happening. And the last thing you should be doing at 3am is putting in offers for cards. But nonetheless, I put in the offer and in the morning I found out it was accepted. Now the problem begins when, I realized that the card was listed as a PSA 10, but then I clicked the auction that I just so excitedly won. And you see a picture of a PSA 9. It's a PSA 9 with a 10 autograph. Now, if some people don't know this, you can pay extra to have PSA uh, grade the autograph the same way Beckett does. Now, with Beckett, it's kind of a built-in service. With PSA, you request it. So this was a PSA 9 card with a 10 autograph. Is that a PSA 10? No, that is not a PSA 10. So I had to cancel the, I had to request to cancel the auction, the the cardinal sin, right? Now I was very diplomatic about it and polite in my email. And I let the guy know, listen, um, this is not the card I want. And in fact, it's not the card that you're listing in the title. Yeah. So if you don't mind, cancel the auction, no harm, no foul. Cause when you think about it, that this wasn't an auction, right now, it's one thing to cancel an auction. That's a pain in the ass for everyone. That's awful. Um, and, and, and rather unfair, yeah. but this was a buy it now best offer. So the idea is if there was a misunderstanding, number one, he should fix his listing and number two, relist it, no harm, no foul. Right. In the message that was returned to me, I was called a crackhead because cause we all know uh, there's a lot of crackheads out there on eBay buying baseball cards. Now I don't know if that was a dig at Toronto and our former <laughs> crack smoking mayor, but he called me crackhead and proceeded to follow up with 14 harassing emails telling me that I've done this on purpose and I'm ruining his life. And this is worse than I, I slept with his mother. Okay. I'm pretty sure I didn't sleep with his mother, but nonetheless, you're fairly certain. Nonetheless, uh, in an attempt to talk some sense into this gentleman, he then also left me a feedback. Now uh, you can't leave negative feedback for your buyers. That's just eBay policy for, I think the last five, 10 years, but you can rant on their feedback and insult them and leave, you know, all sorts of horrible things, which he did in a positive feedback. So right around the time that happened and he started infringing on my, you know, my life, yeah. I went straight to eBay and I'll tell you this, eBay's customer service second to none. They were on this instantly. They said they did something with his account, they removed the the feedback and they assured me no problems and the and the and the the the, the happy ending to this story is I went to the uh, the guy that had the actual PSA 10. And I only, uh, only ended up paying about an extra 25 bucks and I got the card I wanted. It's good. Um, That player is not performing right now, by the way. Uh, Nonetheless, um, it's an example of you never know who you're dealing with. Trying to get some morals out of this story. I mean, it's funny. Uh, It's funny that the guy chose to attack me the way he did. 14 emails in a row. Crackhead as an insult. Um, You know, you're used to hearing like scammer, but like crackhead, that's a new one. I think uh, a lot of people will enjoy that. But the morals here are you never know who's having a bad day. You never know who's having a bad life. Um, I think that there may even be an element of the fact that people are so on guard, thinking people are trying to scam them. Yeah. The funny thing here is that this guy has an incorrect listing. That's first and foremost the biggest problem. If you want to call someone a scammer or or, or defrauding someone, that's kind of what you're doing when your listing is inaccurate.
0: It's literally, literally what he's doing.
1: He kept saying to me in the messages like, "It is a PSA ten. Who's to say it's not?" <laughs>
0: like. The
1: label says PSA nine with a 10 autograph. I'm not, I don't have the time.
0: It's not a, I mean, it. It, it might technically be a PSA yeah, 10, but it's not like, it's not. It's, I'm talking about the card. grade of the card is a 10. Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: so, so I don't have the time in the day to explain this to someone who doesn't get it, uh, on the surface, but nonetheless, I would never, you know, try to cancel an auction that way. I can't say it's never happened in 20, 30 years of, of doing this. Uh, things happen, but we are really jumping down people's throats these yeah, days. Yeah. Um, now, ninety nine percent of the of, of the time, it's for good reason because you see these excuses. My my someone's in the hospital. Um, my dog's doing something. Real uh, good
0: excuses, let me tell you.
1: There's all these, ex- and they're all they're they're always so extreme. It's like yeah. I can't buy your fifty dollar prism card because my mom's in the hospital. Like, dude, you're really invoking like ill health in your family. That's like
0: you you're gonna go there. Card right now yeah.
1: and then of course you know the worst is someone who wants to cancel because they bought it on thursday and on friday the player got injured
0: injured um, yeah.
1: you know and again you can put yourself in the guy's shoes and he doesn't want to lose money but put yourself in the seller's shoes it's really not fair no um so i get it but sometimes i wonder if that that negativity and everyone being so on guard kind of feeds into it For So sure. even when someone like myself it's so funny. It's like when I approach these people, like do you bother looking at my profile, who I am, no. what I'm doing, my history? Would I really be coming to you and over a $150 card um, canceling without reason? No, I'm politely coming to you to explain to you, you listed the card incorrectly. I don't want to buy it. And, and you should change your listing. And he, by the way, he didn't. It's still up and he hasn't changed
0: it. It's like how how is this scamming you when I'm not paying you and not, I'm not asking you to give it to me for cheaper. I'm just saying, I don't want it precisely.
1: So by the way, just, just, yeah, I'm, I'm confirming this
0: right now um, that
1: I I believe he still got the card up and he's still advertising it as a PSA 10. Crazy. And and it it is not, it is a PSA nine with a 10 autograph. Um, and I, that's funny because I let eBay know that, but I don't think they listen to that part because I think that becomes a little bit more of a gray area for them. Yeah. The guy can list it however he wants yeah. to, yeah. but anyway, um, you can list it as a, I, I just saw a listing yesterday, uh, where it's a, a BGS 8.5 Zion silver. And in the listing, it says PSA 9.5 question mark. So
0: you can list PSA whatever you
1: want. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually gonna post that in a story later. You
0: later. have to. Come on, man. Share the love.
1: He's he's saying he's saying that there's a potential that you might get a, a, a PSA 9.5. I didn't know that that existed.
0: Me neither. Um,
1: maybe he just means somewhere between a nine and a ten. God knows what people are doing these days.
0: eBay um, bloopers for you, team. Get ready. We're gonna that's this week's them eBay bloopers regularly. And now, on to our fitness portion of the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about, well, since we talked about Tatis messing up his shoulder, we're going to be talking about joints, ligaments, and how we can... I want to, in- do,
1: I w- I want to do an intro to the segment, Brendan. Okay, go for it. Are, this, are you ready? Let's do <clears throat> it. Let's get
0: physical. Physical, physical. Sorry I interrupted you. You were talking about shoulders. <laughs> Oh man, that was improv for you guys. So we're going to be talking about uh, bones and ligaments, joints. We'll talk about how to keep them healthy because, I mean, some baseball players don't know how to do that. I'm not saying that if you do these things, they will be forever healthy. You know, eventually, you know, there could be slips and falls. There, There are instances where your body's just in a compromised position. Maybe it's the way you sleep, but... We are going to give you some tips to ensure that you're doing things correctly. Now you may,
1: have, you may have heard of certain instances where people are getting things like you're hearing keywords like impingement. You're hearing compartment syndrome in the realm of hockey. Right, Brendan. Um, and I, I'm always, I always want to be careful with this because people get uh, sensitive yeah. uh, because professional athletes have training staffs. They also have personal trainers, right? Um, some of these trainers come from the sports themselves. Like for example, Gary Roberts, who is very highly regarded. Um, they don't necessarily have a deep history. I'm not speaking about Roberts, but they don't necessarily have a deep history in training and fitness, but they come to to, to that position just on their own reputation, yeah. and how they take care of themselves, right? So anytime we talk critically or any sort of way, about some of the training uh, techniques and routines it can be a point of sensitivity right
0: i think rule number 1 when it comes to preserving specifically shoulders um is just trying to keep your shoulder blades retracted no matter what you're doing so i'm going to provide you guys a, a few examples visually for those of you tuning in i will also do it audibly but let's say for instance i was carrying even Let's say I was carrying a box. Okay. Now, traditionally, the way we carry boxes, box is of prison? a box of cards, I'm, you know, I'm moving, whatever the case Careful may be. With that box. You know, when you carry a box, your arms just kind of hang. Okay. But what this is doing is you're allowing gravity to pull your, your shoulders forward. And there's really not much stability in a position like this at all. Not only for your lower back, but specifically for the shoulder girdle, okay? So if you are going to carry a box, and this is like same thing with groceries, cat litter, whatever the case may be, if it's something heavy, try to carry it either underneath or at the side, and you're going to pull those shoulder blades back, okay? Yeah, and and, you and by doing visually, this, yeah. you got way more stability, but most importantly, your shoulders aren't gonna hurt later. Your neck is not gonna hurt later. You might actually feel quite strong in doing so in carrying stuff like this.
1: Yeah. And that, and even visually, you can see the shoulders are sitting yeah. in a position that are, that just looks like it makes more sense and looks stronger. Right. So um, I, 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 you know, I talk this spiel with a lot of clients particularly, uh, you know, over the lockdown, one of my biggest areas of increase in terms of, um, Uh, in in terms of the people I'm helping is helping out with back issues and shoulder issues specifically. So these aren't people that, you know, are looking to do a weight loss program or anything other than improving their joints. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, so, you know, posturally speaking, you can tell when someone has poor looking posture or better looking posture. I tell people to be careful. There's a lot of athletes that are kind of hyphotic and, and have kind of become rounded out in boxing in uh, combat sports and in hockey, by the way, hockey. You're yeah, yeah. Well, like slap shot. You're always right? forward, right? Yeah. And they that you might look at them and say they look bad posturally, but they they have a they have a great uh, ability to retract. Yeah. When they need to, the the big problem is when people start having difficulty retracting. They're trapped dominant and they literally can't even pull back. Yeah. Uh, that comes with years and decades of sitting at a table. I see this. I see this with IT guys. Uh, lawyers, accountants that have been sitting around for too long. Um, So, and then again, this is compounded in the early years with guys. And this definitely applies to athletes because don't forget the egos that are involved in athletics. Yeah. You're going to the gym and you're doing bicep curls, bench press and lap pull downs. You're also probably doing those weird windmills for your traps. These are all affecting the front area here in in your body. This, this complex of, 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 uh, of tendons in the front are pulling you in. So you're having trouble retracting. Like Brendan was just talking about the retraction needed to properly hold something. So number one, you need to be aware of what you're doing in the gym. And if that is what you're doing, you tend to be focusing on the pressing and those, that front complex. And don't forget the lap pull down. You're still working that front complex. It's a little bit more complicated because of where, uh, the insertion points are, the origins and insertions.
0: Well, if but, you can't pull your shoulder blades down and back, chances yeah. are when you're pulling, it's, it's yeah. going, you're going to round out when you come down here. You know what I mean? Like Exactly.
1: It's, so it's, it's, it's about making sure you're getting the right amount of pulling motions in. Like one of the first things I'm going to show you, if, you if, if you're working out is I'm going to sit you down on some seated row device, whether it's a machine or the actual cable seated row. We're going to get really good at that. We're going to get really good at pulling basically from every angle the 45 degree angle is a great way to start retracting from above is always an issue like you just mentioned because some people have trouble retracting so i want you to be able to pull from below from in front from above and there should be a, a big enough focus on pulling where it's usually just pushing for guys yeah and the funny thing is if you think you're going to lose something from your your beach muscles by doing all that pulling. You're actually going to get stronger and better and more stable. Think about a push-up, right? You can be doing push-ups that are really messing your shoulders up right now. Particularly if the wrist is not lined up, it's it's outside of where the shoulder is rather than right below it. And you're not retracting, you could be doing a great job messing up your neck and shoulders. But if you're doing if you're doing push-ups properly and you have good retraction and you've been doing the pulling work, your push-ups are going to be even better. Not and to mention it's going to be even better.
0: Visually Is it, is it more appealing or like, does your chest look bigger if you're like this, or if you're like this, do you know what I mean? Like you actually get to, to, I mean, with better posture, you can actually see the muscles. And to anyone listening who couldn't see that
1: all Brendan did essentially was get himself into a thoracic extension where he lifted his chest up. And when you lift like that, your shoulders drop. Now, some people It doesn't because they're so tight through the trap. So right now I'm bringing my shoulders to my ears because people's traps get involved, right? You start to get trap dominant because none of those retracting muscles are alive, so to speak. So you want them to be alive and you want to get to work on that as soon as possible because it only gets worse as time goes on. And, And I see that in guys that
0: come to me that are in their 40s, 50s, and 60s and this usually leads to lordosis and then yeah, just, it's it's a mess
1: yeah and we're we're hunched over we're breaking we're organizing um we as collectors need to be very aware of that um and uh yeah i think that's why uh, our 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 fitness corner or whatever it is we're calling it uh is is a good one today
0: All right, team. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. I hope uh, you had as much fun as we did talking shop and listening and finding out tons of new stuff about, you know, new features in the hobby and just going into the playoffs very soon with a few key sports. I am excited. I hope you guys have a Make your plays, listen to your gut, listen to the coaches if you want, but ultimately make your own plays. Don't let other people steer you. Damn right. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the evening. Coach, go out. Peace.